0: another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo, and before we get started, I want to thank all my listeners for listening, and also thank the contributors to my show, who are executive producers, Candice Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, and Ms. Aida, author of Who Do Justice Magic, Damian Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, and monthly co-host, Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. If you are interested in contributing to my podcast, go to my website, everythingimaginable2020.com, and you'll find everything you need there. And now, without further ado, our guest for today, Jared
1: Murphy. Thank you
0: for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: I am so happy that this God, awful
1: year is over. Ah, uh, I think we're close to having a good year this year. Mm. I mean, I, I think it's it's of course it's always what you make it, mm. and I would like it to be easy. Like <laughs> I have an idea and I want to go have it without having to step around a lot of uh, inertia, uh, innate. Uh, what used to be sentient beings that are now like. Frozen. I don't, I, I feel, it feels like we're in I Am Legend, right? There's a lot yeah. of mannequins everywhere. Just a lot of mannequins standing around in the middle of New York.
0: Yes, yes. I, 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 th- this has to end. I'm, glad, I'm hoping 2022 is better. But, uh, the, co- but, but despite all the shit that has happened over this last year, do you think anything, I mean, I, I know, for me, the good thing that's happened is this podcast, you know.
1: There's that. I think the audience is awesome. I think we're, um, I think we're going down roads that are uh, really ripe to be discovered and traveled. That people really, I feel like there was a lot of talking in circles for a long time, and I think there is a, a shift coming in an understanding of all the t- ancient technology, our, our genes, our you know the things we've been talking about over the last year. I do think. The shows, I, I think, the kind of information and what's out there is going to keep really exponentially leveling up. That that's exciting. I think. I I'm not trying to be helpful.
0: Yeah, you, you know, I, I, and you mentioned like, I think prior to this year, and even with other podcasts, it was like they're just constantly retreading over the same material over and over and over again. You know. And one of the things that um, you know, I think you and I and, and a few other people out there also are like starting to rethink that model. Like like going out and, and reading about something and talking about it on a mic. You know, it, it's being done, but but doing new research, coming up with new theories, rethinking old ideas, and try to you know look for the flaws in them and coming up with other potential possibilities that is something new
1: yeah i think the actual material sciences i mean there's been a lot more research i feel uh in europe and in tiwanaku there's been those reports that were shared although some of them are 15 8 you know 8 to 15 years old but some some are more current where we're looking at dr joseph david Obitt's work and others on the geopolymer statuses of like Tiwanaku, Ollantaytambo, Tambo, of um, the bay in Cadiz in central, in the Mediterranean, where you have a bay that they're like, okay, well, that was Roman. However, there is a section of this bay that has a retaining wall that appears to be like Teflon. And, you know, I wrote about it in It's Not Aliens, but. That's just one example of a lot of scientists or the references, you know, for the frequency energy scientists. These are all different scientific institutions that are taking the actual building material and they're testing it. And we're not finding material that's lining up with primitive construct, you know, construction people. They're not it's not just the tools they use to shape rock. It's we're finding out that the the actual building material itself is much more advanced, and that is something that really, despite the the the, the wheel for the hamster cage is like squeaking to a start. It's not even spinning yet. It it's we're still obsessed with uh, Tutankhamen, the mummies of every kind. I mean, they just mm-hmm. it's super cool. They, I don't know if you saw the news. They found two mummies in a tomb. Well, three if you include the child that had golden tongues. No, I they had, they actually had, uh, their tongues, their, their Egyptian mummies. And they actually had, uh a gold, uh, it, I, I don't want to say it was a surgical implant. I think it was just placed because obviously whatever the theory goes that whatever they said was so holy or important or whatever it was for the gods, but they each had golden tongues. Or it could have just been good at Conolingus. Ah, this is a good thing we're not on YouTube. (laughs) And the archaeology and ancient history with an edge. How much edge? (laughs) Well, it's, you know what, on that note, and although this is a holiday season, I will say, I will, no, I will not out some of my friends. uh, What's Fascinating is somehow we talk about the ancient archaeological world and we leave out, okay, phalluses are hard to miss. Uh, Like there's these giant Ethiopian monoliths that are all shaped like penises. Mm -hmm. And so that's like a hard to avoid sort of image. But what blows my mind is we keep uh, having the majority of our shows avoid talking about all the sexual content uh of not only hieroglyphs of you know we think uh uh, you know the no-brainer is you you know think hindu and we we always think tantric sex or something Mm -hmm. like that but it's fascinating how many phalluses are carved into buildings or sexual scenes you know you know we have them in murals even in pompeii there is just uh a tremendous amount of sexuality in the ancient world, in the contemporary ancient world, not to mention the Bible. I mean, there's there's nonstop sex and murder, and somehow it gets skirted around in a lot of shows. It's, it is kind of fascinating, um, you know, the mechanics of saying, well, most of the pharaohs married their sisters or their first cousins or their, you know, as immediate family members, marrying immediate family members. And it's like, really, we should break that down a little more, I think. All of it. I mean it we we could do an we could be doing an x-rated uh archaeological uh dive into
0: uh we probably could right <laughs> r- oh,
1: you know they're like you know you'll say the word here's a picture and it brings up romantic painting a roman orgy and you know all you can think about is oh uh, flowing giant robe people half laying with grapes and on loungers and you know, we have this romantic image, but I I do think that there is something to be said about how much we avoid discussing what I think was a primary activity other than gladiator, you know, uh, games. <laughs> yeah,
0: like I'm, I'm sure all those ancient cultures, you know, had their thing going on. Um, but 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 back to what you were talking about. What archaeological sites do you think will bear the most fruit in 2022?
1: Oh, that's interesting. Um, Well, the first thing that comes to... Okay, this is not a, a complaint session. However, the first thing that disappoints me, everything around the Tepe's. So there's six Tepe's. Caron Tepe is getting some more news. Uh, Gobekli Tepe you know, we're 5% dug up. And what I'm not seeing, uh, about a year ago, they built a parking lot. And that parking lot, in order to accommodate, yeah, we need to accommodate tourists. We need to generate money. By we, I mean, I can understand the thought process around generating tourism. It's very valuable. But the first disappointment is that Gobekli Tepe, there's this massive amount of speculation on what it was what it was used for that it was in quotes the first which yeah, i don't believe that to be true but if you've only dug up 5% of the site where's the plan to dig up the rest where's the plan to uh get another circle opened up where's another plan to get two circles opened up together at the same level where's the plan to start digging below where the circles start so I, I, I think that that could prove this is low hanging fruit. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, yeah, yeah if, they, if they would just dig the damn site up and also be open to other sciences. So you'd have the applied material sciences. So these are that's a fancy word for uh, what epoxy goes on the ceramic tile I bought from the stores that doesn't wear out. Like people think they go by flooring. Yeah, as an example, you go to a store, you buy flooring, you put it in your house. You don't think about the fact that there's a material science engineer that has created the coating that's on top of your pretty floor that is making sure that the floor doesn't wear out because you walk on it, you wash it, you do a million things to it. You think, okay, well, I have a fake wood floor, I have a wood floor. You don't think about the fact that there is a coating uh, material before you even get to the material that you're walking on. And even if it's wood, it's been epoxied. And even if it's the epoxy is worn off, then you have the wood and the science, uh, the sciences are building material sciences. And that means that if you involve them in a lot of the existing sites and the magnetic stuff, the archaeoacoustics, the archaeoastronomy, I mean, that's become real popular. There's a no brainer. It's like this site lines up with Sirius. And they worship the bull in the sky, and it's like I just want to bang my head on the wall. If one more, there, there is a range of cultures that were around this planet that could see the visual star systems, and okay, that's great, that's important. But I think archaeoacoustics and the general study of what well, we have a lot of these contemporary dynastic sites, including these nomadic, if that's what they go on to call them, like Göbekli Tepe, where. Uh, They're building large megalithic pillars, but the same group couldn't figure out how to build a wall, so they, they stacked rubble. And it's like, no, I think you're really looking at the last occupants of an abandoned site or a site where they mimicked the construction. But we would know a lot more if you would dig up, how about we get to 15%. Let's go to 15%. Do we have a plan to get that far? And then for everyone listening, the original question What else, what other sites would really benefit us? I think it's taking seriously sites that already exist. Like in Austin, I was headed to Texas and north of Austin, there is the Galt archaeological site where below Clovis, which was a term that that's all it's for, was a group of people that was supposed to be in America before other people but the reality is that there's an abandonment layer and then below it in this site in north of austin they found a floor to a building and that floor uh is at least a at least the minimum age is eighteen thousand years and although there's archaeological work going on there i feel like the sites that would yield the most it's more of the focus you find michael cremo I appreciate for saying this said that you uh, find what you're looking for. So if you're going to ignore that, there's an antiquity, the oldest antiquity of the site should be the first goal. Like we don't have that question answered. So we have all these existing sites that are proving to be, I think thousands of years older than what they actually are. So go back Tepe, the Galt site, how many other floors and foundations are at that level? Uh, that's just, a those types of sites are important along with, we have tens of thousands of stone spheres all over the earth. And again, I think the building material sciences, if we would just do some, unfortunately it's destructive, but I think we need to do some more core sampling. Like the, uh, you know, the news we, we talked about this on a prior show is the Sarzen stones of, um, Stonehenge. They had a core sample returned Mm -hmm. to them from America. You know, it's 97 point, you know, it's almost close to 100%. It's 97.9% silicrete. So it's pure. Uh, why are we, you know, not looking at the questions of a very advanced ancient human race was using crystals and vibrational energy uh, construction to not only manage earthquakes, but likely to connect uh, waves and frequencies for? what probably was a more conscious society. So it seems off topic, but right. we have right. it's the almost like science. like like
0: those like it's almost like those internet prior to the internet with, yeah. with using these um, various spheres and obelisks and things like that. One of the things that I, I I was watching something this week, I don't remember what it was, but it was about Gilbekli Tepe and how it compares to things like Stonehenge and all these other henges that have been found, you know, around the world. But then it took it a step further, which I found interesting, is they found something on Mars that looks like a henge. What do you think about doing research on other planets, archaeological research on Mars?
1: I mean, there's the reason I like altered carbon, uh, the expanse. Uh, When you can, when you couldn't give me, or, or even, uh, Asimov's uh, Foundation series when you have planets that ultimately end up abandoned after being occupied. You give me space archaeology and I'm in. It's so exciting and interesting, you know, watching anything with space archaeology. Um, the the interesting thing about people ask me a lot about Mars and when a photo comes in. And as much as I want to be excited about it, my skept- it's not a skepticism. My pragmatic brain stops me from being... I want to just be outrageously excited about things they find on Mars. The problem is is I don't see anything yet that isn't explainable by one million other reasons because the photography is still not good enough to um, it very much... There are many things on Mars that look anomalous, and I, I I, hope they turn out... I'm going to agree with
0: you, but this stone hands you on Mars... Was pretty impressive. Have you seen it?
1: I don't think I have. Let's see if I can look it up, man. Stone. All right. So Stonehenge let's
0: Stonehenge on
1: Mars. Oh yeah. Well, if it's if it's not, um... <clears throat> uh, let's take a look here. Hold on. I, I will pull it up. I mean, this is
0: really, I think, the best archaeological discovery on Mars. Something that has the most potential than any that I have seen. Um, and when you, like if you Google it and you click on images, you'll see like all these comparisons to like some of the uh, hinges here on Earth.
1: Yeah, this is a this is a classic example of there's there's four boulders that are I mean come on I mean you can almost say that they're not in a circle. If I'm looking at the if, uh, hold on is it is this it right? Mm -hmm. Is that it? Yep, that's it. Yeah, so you know, and I spent a month staring at stone circles of every kind of rock formation in South Africa. Not that that's a comparison exactly, but uh, I've definitely looked at my fair share of of very abandoned, abused circles of stone. Of like man-sized blocks down to flat disc blocks. I mean, you name it. I mean, I have I don't know. I see the circles and everything. What
0: I what if I find interesting about this though is like it looks like there's a mound between these rocks, and that mound is perfectly circular. What do you think is underneath there? Do you think <sighs> it could be something like Stonehenge, just buried? I mean that that mound is very
1: odd. Yeah. So like. I, you know, there are some comparisons here where they do side by sides with. Uh, I'm looking at side by sides mm-hmm. of uh, Stonehenge. So, hypothetically, over time, uh, sand could have built up between the pillars. And we could be looking exactly at that. We could be looking at pillars of, uh, you know, that have been buried in sand. And so the mound could be the buildup. One of the things that was really interesting that I saw when you when I'm going across the savannas of Africa in South Africa, there's fields of grass. It's beautiful. It's just so stunning where this is. Um, But there would be clumps of trees and bushes and they would grow in a circle or it would be like a bunch, a cluster here everywhere. And I'm like, that's so odd. Well, what you learn is that the stone circles catch the seeds. Mm -hmm. And so before you know it, you'd have these clusters of trees growing within these ancient ruins because they were just grabbing the seeds and not letting them continue to blow across the savanna, So you would end up with this like special cluster of vegetation. You could literally X mark the spot for every single site. So you see a mound like that. And all I can see is, well, that looks pretty typical where, you know, you have something that's capturing the sand or capturing the drifting sands of time And so could it be a mound because it just kind of grabbed everything uh, from a circular standpoint? Yeah. But to me, I don't, that's what's so frustrating about these images. It's like, okay, you guys spotted this and shot it from miles above the planet. Could you please send a new Rover by, you know, like if there's these, if, if of, of all the images, like, um, Maybe What's they Mary have, Joyce's? though.
0: Do you, I mean, do you, do you think that they would actually tell us that they have? No.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, that's... well. Back to Gary's point about talking in circles. <laughs> do you know what else I think? Well, what do you think? Because you know what? NASA hit the mute button the minute they got that photo. The minute two aliens put up a sign and said, Hey, we're here. You know, <laughs> we're not getting that live feed, my ass. You know, we're not getting live... There's no live. There's just like we're getting, you know, we're already getting the muted uh, Google Earth photos of like, wasn't there a pyramid in that last photo? And then, you know, terms, terms of service update later and suddenly you have a Google Earth image that blurs out something important. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, that's, that's the, uh, it's so typical. It's so frustrating. Uh, so, no, I don't think they're going to let us see because, you know, I I was on, I know Richard Hoagland loves talking about this, about the idea that we've already settled the solar system and that we've already been to Mars or vice versa. And then I know there's some arguments about the way our eyes work, and I cannot make those arguments for everyone, but just be aware. There is a book out there describing that the way our retinas and our eyes have evolved. They're they're, going to call it evolution, but that our eyes work the way they do because we were on Mars first. Or how's this one? Let's just say we were part of an advanced civilization that settled the solar system and Mars and Earth didn't get along after a while and there was an interstellar, uh, just a solar infighting. And what if ultimately Earth lost and that the survivors of Mars had to resettle here? What if we are actually Martians that kind of got rid of our original ancestors here? Right. One and, you know, one of the
0: things that, that also gets me about like the Mars theory too is that we're bi that we are bipedal. If we're bipedal, that means we may have come from a place with less gravity, which would be Mars.
1: I've never thought of that. That's an interesting because
0: because we're the only bipedal, you know, all the time animal on this planet.
1: Ah. Uh. That's so interesting. I, I hadn't thought w- of that. W-
0: which would mean that could possibly be because we came from another planet that had less gravity. And Mars definitely has less gravity than Earth because it's smaller.
1: That is fascinating. Um, not that we want to pause here. You are recording, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not that that matters for everyone listening, but sometimes when we put out our shows, we have to decide what platform they're going on and you know, sometimes you can't say certain things, so we get these, that was my moment out loud of what can I say and what can't I say so we don't get banned? Um, Let's see. Well, the interesting thing that always gets brought up is when we look at these conversations, we have this natural, I think, underpinning of, oh, there's an evolution involved. And what I don't think that we're uh, always considering is that We reached a point where we could manipulate genes directly that uh, we have for a long time been devolving or in a safe mode where our genes are just doing what they're doing and outside of some intent in our mindsets and some of our redevelopment through forced physical like exercise and adaptations that we're doing again, I don't think that we're fully aware that we are much more, I think, uh, not in quotes, naturally advanced. I think we we refined our genome and developed uh, abilities and skills through technological mutation. I think we did manipulate our genomes, mm-hmm. and so I think we did that in very ancient, way more advanced times. And I think we lived a really long time with a a, a much more advanced skill set. You know, from synesthesias to you know our, our inflammatory response and our our control over our bodies. I don't think it was a what you would say was a, an evolution from bacteria to t- tadpoles to standing monkeys. That's not our evolutionary route. Not, I think not. that that right. So that that <clears throat> underpinning of saying we evolved, I want to make people aware of it really hypersensitive to the fact that I don't think there's anything about where we are now that makes us, in quotes, evolved. I think we are, are are in this digression of what was once something that we programmed ourselves to do. And on that note, the one of the questions I have in my head is, how long or how far away are we from our original coding? I wonder if there was an evolutionary track where we were not what we are now, well, and we're devolving, or we did. And I'm wondering... I'm wondering if we have any real idea. I mean, if it is it as simple as we used to look like monkeys, or is or Neanderthals or Denisovan, or is it that those really are just separate species that uh, we took we took some genes from, or mm-hmm. or and I'm just wondering how far back the experiment goes. You know, it, it could just, go.
0: It could go back previous before Earth. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Hindu Vedas, I mean, we were just, I was just having this conversation again. I mean, it's, what are we, why aren't we paying more attention to a society that says, hey, look, here's 65-ish million years of human history, it's like not Michael just, It's not just that society either, it's... No, <laughs> it's, a, and that's the other thing, it's like, <laughs> there can't be this many different religions. There has to be a unified, like there's slivers of truths based on the memories of our most advanced, ancient, broken, and or, you know, like some primitive survivor witnessed a dragon that was really a dinosaur witnessed a a flying machine that they thought was a God's chariot, but was just a fly. It was just a, it was just a helicopter. It was just a, a, some sort of fighter pilot. You know, there's some, there's some truth in all these different belief systems and then, Oh, reincarnation. It's like, do you think maybe it's just a part of a human backup system that, you know, in our ones and zeros program that, you don't you don't devolve or get reborn as a fly that again we have a genetic system that's maybe diversified in all these creatures so that you're backed up in case you are demised and we mm-hmm. can regenerate you i do there's definitely a unifying there there just isn't a bunch of separate it can't be you know you can't throw buddha and ganesh and jesus in a room and everybody else and let them fight it out you know it's just all the truths, uh, your feel the gut instinct that there's something else is true. Yeah. Uh,
0: you know, we, one of the things that, that I did this year that, that really proved to me, you know, I've, I've always liked your safe mode theory, you know, and I've always agreed with it. But one of the things that proved it to me this year was that remote viewing course that I took. And I was like, oh my God, we had this freaking crazy ability to do this to look outside of space and time bring back accurate information i have no clue why
1: that's so interesting but 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 but,
0: but, i have it you have it we all have it yeah it's it's probably it's always been there but somehow it it been was pushed into the background
1: What do you think, I I have to ask, because the course you took is so fascinating as you kept revealing what had been happening. Do you think your experience now has changed you?
0: Oh, of course. Of course. Because we're not what we think we are.
1: No. And and it's worse because we keep making... Uh, decisions in our safe mode as to what we are and then the problem is, is we have collective uh consciousness and if you get you know you got the power of eight if you add a few people to something and you start believing in something you can make the system mimic what you believe good or bad and so you can create reinforcements that are just creating um you know perceptions of things that aren't actually i whether it's a a belief in a paranormal or a religion, you know, you're you're creating reactions in the ether that mimic your belief system, and it's not what's really there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know,
0: or, or the other option is that when we, when a whole bunch of people focus on something, um, everything exists all at once as a set of probabilities. So we're narrowing down that set of probabilities, and that's where we're what we're going to experience. So, so have you been doing anything recently with the uh, remote viewing? I haven't, no. But I'm going to start because now I'm settled in. Yeah. But it, it's absolutely incredible, you know, that, it, that you know, to me, that kind of, that that is very
1: viable proof of your safe mode theory. Thank you. I appreciate that part. But at the same time, I feel like it's like the Wim Hof. I, I, I will constantly talk about Wim Hof, but I never explain. Well, rarely do I talk. I'll say about tingly feelings or like you feel grounded. I never really get, because you have to experience doing it. When you start doing the meditation, you don't have to will yourself to think about something. You feel immediately activated and in a state that is totally different from, you know, I'm getting up, I'm eating, I'm walking around, I'm going to the grocery. It's it's a different sensation, and I, I can't not believe that when you're in the, when you're doing your remote viewing, it you said it was like a meditation, and that you're you definitely feel different than you do when we're sitting here just chatting, right?
0: Actually, I didn't feel that di- much different, but the information that came to me was so accurate.
1: And the perception of it—I mean, did it feel it was, like it
0: was, it, just, it was like it was like imagination? It's like, oh, I'm just imagining this, but I'm going to write it down as piece of paper anyway. and compare That's it so with what cool. other people have, you know, because it's just like I'm just imagining shit. But then you you find out what the target is, and you compare your shit with other people, and you're like, "How did that happen? How did I imagine the same thing that twenty five other people imagined, and it actually matches what the target was?"
1: That's so you know you think it was incredible or unbelievable, but then it's it it's been being done for how long? Well, I mean, as far as the government, you know, I mean,
0: I guess since the 50s 60s probably i mean it's hard to say you know with those guys they're <laughs> yeah right
1: yeah you know i can't really picture them doing it during the civil war but huh. pickets pickets fans do it um well now that you know like you said these confirmation i i do think then as we collectively think of it in a new way it's not a belief. I don't need it to be a belief. I I, I need it to be, I think, an awareness that uh, there is a layer to all of it that we need to be open to. It doesn't have to be a belief. It just has to no, be open. No,
0: no, I think I think it should be experimental. Pe- yeah. I, I encourage people to experiment with different things. You know, and I think it scares people. I, I think oh, yeah. I think that's one of the things that. That prevents people from doing it because they're afraid that they're going to find out what I found out, which is, <laughs> you know, I'm not necessarily what I think I am.
1: What do you think you are now?
0: I don't know. I think I'm just a probability, a mathematical algorithm possible. Well, okay, to give you a little more hope in there. Not, I will not, say it not so through. much like in a matrix or a computer way, though. I'm talking more of like in an infinite way.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. When you look at the infinity of things that each of us exist as human beings is pretty spectacular. Um, I do think there's something to this safe mode broken system where I don't think we realize how much value we are to other people's memories. And by that, I mean that stored genetic memory. Isn't just a historical reference. Like if you had full consciousness Oh, hey, I can remember uh, living over uh, over thousands of years, or I can remember different lives of my life. That's one of the things but, I want to do in 2020 in 2022
0: oh, is do some past life regression stuff.
1: Yeah, and I wonder if part of it is in connecting to the collective consciousness, and we've talked about this a ton where it's like maybe you weren't Cleopatra, maybe you were um, you're tapping into the collective system that is storing. That person's life, and individually, I think this is another reason. Uh, you know, there's a religious. It's super sad. Suicide is sad, and there's so many tragedies around it and what it means and how people struggle with uh, living. Well, because life, life
0: sucks sometimes.
1: Okay, this is Gary in his Christmas spirit. He's fucking, just playing the Grinch right now. <laughs> the but worst his heart Christmas will grow. of all time. <laughs> But his heart grew, three James. No, my heart <laughs> then, shrunk. Oh, <laughs> Rosebud, Rosebud. Um, he'll come around, everyone. Don't, don't just wait for it. It's more beautiful when he comes around and sprouts so. happiness. But for now, yes, okay, fine. It sucked. <laughs> I, I, I do think that 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 collective awareness that your individual life is of value. Even if you don't value, like at the moment, because of some depression or or health state, uh, not we're not referring to Gary, by the way, everyone. We're just talking in general. Is that? Oh, you
0: can refer to me. Oh God, I, I mean it's all true. Oh.
1: I mean, <laughs> and you're playing the part and action, and go, <clears throat> be the character. This this where I was going is that collective consciousness. Uh, I think seeps into our experience where when we do past life regression as we call it, the way we label it is that, you know, you're going back into your own memories. And the reality is that I do think we're storing uh, a massive amount of human information, a massive amount of people. And that information was once stored in animals and plants and trees and soil. And uh, at some layer and level, I mean, for all we know, I know the big joke is somebody says one day we'll be able to You know, plug into some of these ancient megalithic structures, and it turns out they're all giant, mega ancient flash drives and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the reality is that I do think that this experience of it doesn't negate the truth that I think that each of us are a partial component to maintaining that system. So, even for those that are struggling over the holiday, I do think that. I do think, excuse me, the um, possibility your individual being is responsible for helping maintain a greater uh, collective consciousness, not just in the immediate presence, but in the historical context, you're one of the vessels that's storing information that may be invaluable, not just for your own past life, but for others.
0: Mm hmm. Just as possible. It's, you, you know what's interesting? What I was thinking, like, this, this is why I, I would not commit suicide. Because I think, like, if I shot myself or, you know, off myself, I would just wake up back
1: into this life again. Like, freaking Groundhog's Day. Like, the game of Clue, we figured it out. It's Gary in the office with a revolver. Like, it's just going like, <laughs> to, boom.
0: And then I'll, I'll wake up and it'll be like, another day. i be like,
1: that <laughs> didn't <I> work <laughs> <It's pretty Yucky. laughs> there,
0: there's no way out of this mess <laughs> oh
1: that's a i think i think your only alternative is to go to dunkin donuts i do that a lot thank gosh for did uh and then do you guys got hortons up there no uh that's from canada hortons uh tim hortons uh They do. They do. They're well known for their donut holes. It's kind of a mashup with Panera bread and Mm -hmm. a donut shop. Uh, Plus, they have really good coffee. But hey, shout out for our Canadian relatives. Um, (laughs) Apparently, there's a couple Hortons that we had a few here in Minnesota, uh, but they originally had crept in through Michigan and and Ohio. I guess there was a few, but uh, I hope they stay. I hope we. I hope we keep up with the Hortons here. But yeah, me too. Yeah, donuts. <clears throat> well, I mean, they should. They they make people happy. I mean, look at look at Homer Simpson.
0: I, I, I'm very partial to the Bavarian cream donut. Uh, I because
1: like because
0: because of the Bavarian connection to the Illuminati and Sir Francis Bacon.
1: <laughs> I I eat my Ascension mystery donut.
0: <laughs>
1: I... <laughs> they should play put like uh,
0: secret symbols on that thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Give me a half a dozen of the chocolate covered six six sixes with the pentagram uh, jelly filled, and I'll you know do the whole list but the uh um <laughs> can I get the one with the masonic symbol on it? that would be one heck of a donut shop I guess we just gave out a business idea for free yes <laughs> but that, that that's 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 why you guys are listening during the holiday week right this is. Uh, we've we've gone from uh, remote viewing into which Dunkin' Donuts you're going to because you can tell if they have the donuts you want. <laughs> They'll be fresh <laughs> in 12 minutes. I'm going here. Can you do that much remote but, but viewing?
0: I, I wonder if there is a secret meaning to the donut, though. Like 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 it's very odd that the call a Bavarian cream donut a Bavarian cream donut. Like you think it would do, we would just call it like um a, a custard donut, but they don't. No. Why did he call it the Bavarian cream donut? There must be some type of Illuminati connection with Dunkin' Donuts.
1: <laughs> but they make they make all the names sound interesting, so it makes what well, they call a chocolate
0: glazed is a chocolate glazed.
1: Good point. <laughs> um, an old fashioned is an old fashioned. Was yeah. an old fashioned an old fashioned when they made an old fashioned? No, it would a bit of new fashion. Ooh, what was it called? Was it just called a donut? Yeah. I mean, the point here <laughs> isn't to answer questions, folks. It's to come up with more. So an endless reason for you to go puzzle searching. Um, I have thought about that more, you know, the challenges. And I have i know I mentioned it when we went to go look at the Grand Canyon to look for the Kincaid Cave. It does occur to me that we um, have this interest in searching that no matter what your interests are, what from ballet and dance to all the way to sports and uh, crafting and hobbies. I think we have this interest in not just occupying our minds independently, but I do think that we could do a lot more with, uh, so you want to go rock climbing. Why, why haven't we found the last 150 miles worth of caves in the Grand Canyon? You know, why haven't we, mapped or explored the rest of Carlsbad or why haven't we gone to the the most remote areas of the forests of uh, the western northwestern territory of Canada you know there's a lot of areas you know we always you know we've talked about Antarctica and, mm-hmm. and the Arctic Circle but we rarely talk about not only these unexplored areas but the fact that we have a lot of people with hobbies that are they're they're introducing uh, either a risk Uh, right down to modeling they're introducing a complexity and a risk to a hobby because i they don't see an outlet or a direct line of path or line of sight to doing something that could actually contribute Uh, i think that's a lot of our video game time i i think early on i was doing interviews and talking about uh why don't we have a game where you look into space and i know okay there are programs for this but you know, what if it was more mainstream instead of playing Fortnite, you, or you could play your favorite game, but you could play Fortnite. I'm just throwing that one out there because it's very popular. I don't play any of them, but I, I just, it's mainly because I know I'm an heroin addict. If I started playing folks, I would probably not stop. You would never hear from me again. So that's why. So it's not that I don't like video games. It's the probably the opposite, but the idea that we could look into space and look for asteroids and look for, planet killers and you know actually be focusing collectively as a society as a as a as a world globally on actual threats to the planet uh but i i feel like there is a missing component it's not as simple as just leadership i think there is something i i've been trying to get my head around what is it that's off with us that we don't uh go after more substantial answers in some of our active and even detailed hobbies I think it's maybe because there's no direct outlet I, oh, I, mean, I, I
0: think right. I think it's just a lack of questioning you know you know it, it kind of brings me like back to that. remember that day I was talking about like we don't know why the earth is called earth
1: oh yeah <laughs> it, yeah
0: you know I, I mean it's such an obvious question that
1: yeah why didn't that
0: like why is that like the first thing that's taught to us in school <laughs> Good point. Imagine how different the world would be and how people would think if the first thing that they were taught in school was, we don't know why we call this planet Earth.
1: You know, and, and that goes into just general public schooling because you're not taught wisdom. You're taught, you know, they, they. that's not our system. It's so interesting, you know. Now we've touched on education folks. So we've covered holiday season blues, suicides, and of course, conscious living, remote viewing. Uh, what are the most important archaeological sites to come for the next season? Not to mention new ones, but I think uh, to poo-poo on everyone that it had to be material science research is where it's at. And I think, I think what else have we covered in the short amount of besides consciousness, uh, direct consciousness, reincarnation, world religions, I mean, we're really making a run out of it here, and we've done it all in a barely an hour. <laughs> I, I think that's it's why people.
0: Cool. I think that's why people like it when you and I do these episodes together.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which they, and we they are... walk,
0: to walk away like. What the hell just happened? <laughs> uh,
1: um, did you have no idea what you wanted to think about today? Here's some ideas. We've only, if you you're bored, you're lying. We
0: may have just like ruined people's lives. Like, oh,
1: crap. Same after always, this one. <laughs> I just wanted to buy a new boat and get a cabin and I wasn't going to think about the meaning of life. Thank you for nothing. Uh, but yeah, we are going to be doing these things more, folks. We are... We are, we're close to a regular schedule. It's happening. <laughs> Just,
0: so are there, are there any interesting sites in the United States that you're going to look be looking at in 2022?
1: Oh, that's a good one. So I, it's pretty clear that Rex and I will ultimately end up back at the Grand Canyon. Uh, those 150 miles of caves are on my mind. Hopefully I can um, get out there too. Uh, I would, I would like us to do that. I would like to get to the Galt site, get a tour. Um, there is, um, I would like to get out to the Montana dolmens. I would like to see those in person. I've not seen them, and just for everyone know to know, the dolmens in Montana are spread over about 127 miles. There is not just one or two. They're spread kind of in a section of Montana. But they're very curious. They do not appear to be natural uh, creations. They definitely appear to be uh, man-made, but you know, there's that. So I guess there's some things I would like to visit. And by visit, of course, I'm trying to find local archaeologists, geologists, anthropologists, people who anybody who's had paleoanthropology, anybody who's been uh, choosing to dig past Clovis, that I feel like is a big area. It's like, the you know, and then there are a lot of ruins off the coast of California, but none of those can be seen. I would actually very much like to get back to Wisconsin. There are three mounds um, in a lake at Rock Lake that was mm-hmm. featured on America on Earth. Uh, there's a lot of underwater drones now. I'd like to drone those and look at those underwater. So that's like up and coming. Of course, for everyone's interest, uh, I think there'll be a visit um, to you. Uh, this January, so there will be. that's going to be awesome. Uh, yeah, because we the, will the, go. The, back wor- the
0: world will never be the same after working after uh, doing these shows for almost a year and a half, and never meeting in
1: person. I, I know it's <laughs> dumb. So we will, and then of course when we get together, we'll do a show. Yeah, but the uh, chance to maybe go with you over to America's Stonehenge again. Yeah, uh, maybe we could do that. So make it an, make it another thing, and then. um uh, uh, yeah, I think the point would be to, uh, really kind of just shed some light. I, I am going to start doing that news show on Wednesdays and getting out basically archeological headlines for people to kind of follow and headlines. So there'll be new stories every week and there'll be a constant, not dropping of other research. So that's one thing I don't want to do is like, sometimes you hear a news story every week and then. You know, there's no follow up, or there's a follow up if there's some major activity. But uh, what's al- what's always frustrated me is watching news drop out on interesting headlines. And I would like to design our uh, show more around do- introducing new things, but constantly following up on the old. So, do you think that's something
0: an, that commonly happens, especially with archaeology in particular, where they make a discovery and they say, okay, we made this discovery. And then that's it. That's like the end of it.
1: I, I And that's really the beginning. Everything in archaeology is a search and rescue, not a search and recovery. And even the things that are recovered, there's still follow-up information. And then it's just left on the wayside. It's just horrible reporting. It personal is. Personal opinion.
0: I, I, it bothers me, too. Because like, I'll hear about a discovery. And then 20 years ago by, it'll yeah. be like, oh, yeah, well, we made this discovery 20 years ago, and now we think this about yep. it. And it's yep. like, it, it took you uh, 20 years to come out with that information? It took yep. you 20 years to dig another three feet into the ground?
1: Yeah, and that's the frustrating part where it's like, I don't think the news is put on it uh, in the way that news is put on. Other things that make the sands of policies and politics shift quicker Definitely don't happen in the world of archaeology. It's more like semi-dry concrete. <laughs> <laughs> if the world of news and politics is shifting sands, the world of archaeological news and events are definitely shifting semi-dry concrete. Well, the
0: news isn't even really news. I honestly because all it is is what people are thinking, their opinions. Ah, uh, barely. Yeah, you know, there's like like, like 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 archaeology is news because it's there news well, ex- news actually isn't there like even like like legislation and laws and all this stuff it's not really real it's just what people think
1: true uh, also it's uh you know they're saying what you should think uh and the thing with archaeological news even is if i see the word the first of its kind ever one more time it just I mean, you know, the joke is everything on earth has been done already. I don't think you should ever label an archaeological site the first. The first one you found, I'm all Mm -hmm. for that. But stop saying this is the first uh, site that anybody ever fill in the blank did this. That's just not a thing. It's just not a thing. It's just, it's so frustrating to see Gobekli Tepe labeled. This is the first time anyone did this. And it's like, you're. Yeah, one you yeah. found.
0: yeah, yeah. Hey. We, we, we still have all of South America to... <laughs> to
1: well, especially at. after the light, you, you were totally right, because that, that's those LiDAR scans that mm-hmm. they came up with. It's huge. Have, right, because the local archaeologists are finally saying in Central America and South America, they're saying, you have to stop looking at South America and Central America as a place societies went to die, and you have to start looking at them as places where they may have come from which mean there are Neolithic sites. Like, How about all the shell mound builders? It's sad as hell what happened to all the shell people mounds. Mm-hmm. All the shell mounds, they're all across America. I mean, pyramid size, and, 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 and they were all just destroyed for industry and for development. It's crazy. Uh, St. Louis, um, in Indiana, all these major cities around, uh, many major cities were founded on shell mounds, near shell mounds. They were already occupied, and then these shell mounds were all destroyed, and those shell mounds go down to Brazil. That's a single global society as far as I'm concerned. It is. Continental, multi-continental. So, all right, now I feel like we're ending on a down note. Are we going on a down note? No, we're going Listen on. Down. We're going on. Oh, good. See? Someone's getting their Dunkin' Donuts. This is... <laughs> um you have some very interesting interviews coming up today. I suppose they won't be in order, so we shouldn't talk about them, right?
0: No, they're. they're I put them out in order, so yeah. I mean, I, the next one after this is that uh, agriculture guy, I think. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like he's interesting because I think what he's trying to do is the same thing that um, uh, Richard was doing in like Chattanooga. Oh, interesting. You know, trying to create these um, eco-bubbles of self-sustaining societies. Cool. You know, I mean, Richard was doing that, obviously, back in the 70s. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That would be be interesting. And then, of course, I have the astral mermaid
1: coming up also. That should be very interesting. I'm hoping hoping she's cute. Does she swim a lot? I think so. Yeah. Is that is that what does an astro mermaid do? Yeah. They swim. I don't Okay. Know. I I mean I'm gonna find out. Define mermaid. I mean, I'm thinking of the fishy tail mermaid.
0: I'm thinking what I'm, I I'm thinking this is has to do with um
1: the idea of a spirit nymph. Because like a oh.
0: nymph would be like a water spirit.
1: So they're like a it's like a Wiccan thing? It's like a I'm going to find thing? out, yeah. Like okay. I, but
0: like I know like a, a nymph is a fire spirit, like a salamander is like I mean a nymph is a water spirit, salamander is like the fire spirit. Um I forget what the other ones are. I think like a gnome is earth spirit and
1: I I think I might wanna I think I'll I think I'll probably check that one out. But um I'm I'm up for doing I'm working on my next documentary for not aliens. Uh, it'll be a follow-up to TerraCore. TerraCore was amazing. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, that's that's getting some more views since the uh, Rex Leak Project conference that I did a couple weeks ago. Uh, that's looking good, too. That's on Leak Project um, on YouTube. Uh, they, broke my, they broke my speaking engagement up into three parts. But then uh, I'm working on something that would talk more about the consciousness aspect and the way like I'm trying to come up with some visuals to explain the way that we were connected to these buildings and 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 the earth being more terraformed into a global society. So, uh going to try to not cover it all in one 38-minute documentary, but I'm going to do my best.
0: So, I, I want to ask you a question. Like like if our consciousness is connected to these monolithic structures and these monolithic structures are all connected through um You know, obelisks and spheres and all these other things. Does that mean that we were actually one? We were one with the structures, one with the earth, one with each other, kind of like the Borg?
1: Uh, I I prefer to think of it as we were much more like, I don't want to say elven, but I would very much like to think that we were much more, uh, it was a technology that was uh, allowed us to connect as such, but but remain independent. I like to think of the more of the asthma, foundation, and earth Gaia model, where you're connected to everything, but you can close yourself off and be, uh, you are a unique component, as you put it. Like the statistical chance of us existing in the universe is so incredibly huge, it, hugely impossible, that your life, as it is now is very special and your formation in the universe as you personally right now is so unique and special. And when it was connected, when we were all connected, I definitely think we, uh, we had awareness and I think our experience could be either beyond global. It could be soul solar. So I think our fascination with the stars or that, <clears throat> um, There are some uh, telescopes that use the sun as a convex lens. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of thought that if you were connected to the whole planet and we did have technology outside of the solar system that we might be able to connect to it. uh, However the technology was to do that, I do think that we were aware of things outside of our planetary space even. So I think it would be very trippy to be able to be... Maybe directly consciously connected to, oh, okay, not in a woo woo way, but directly connected to a oh, giant whale that's been living 400 years underwater to a, um, you know, maybe a celestial uh, vision of what's going on on Mars, but you're not there, and not have it in a dreamy, weevy way, but in a very like on off computer sort of way. I do think that that's maybe more what it looked like that you were you were very well aware. It's like, you know, step left instead of right. So mm-hmm. you can, I, I do think that we had that much that much more movement and mental capacity and complexity. I, I think
0: so too, because, you know, especially like after the remote viewing thing, you know, that, that was one of those things that was like, oh shit, everything's connected somehow. Yeah. And I'm connected uh, to it. I'm not, like one of the terms that he, you would use during that course was that all human beings are omnipresent
1: yeah you can't disagree with that there's there's and then there's examples you know it's like when we look for this in the real world there's quantum examples of this stuff so it's it's not unrealistic to think that we are all either connected or have the ability or to um what we think of as a woo-woo way to wish change on something i think that you know the examples that experiments with with healers of any tradition Mm -hmm. i do think that you know there's still elements of this giant machine or elements that maybe we tapped into to connect and evolve our... By evolve, program our genes to incorporate existing fundamental basics and mechanics of the universe, the structure of the universe, to do things that appear to just wish it so. So, yeah, super trippy.
0: So hopefully in 2022... we will rediscover our ancient history.
1: Just yeah, like your book. Uh yeah, which will um like I said, it'll be available again. <laughs> Just for everyone listening, um, I'm looking to have copies out and available um on my website in the next month or so. It looks like I'm I'm, I'm worst case scenario end of February I'm I'm shooting for uh um sooner, but there will be copies available again in a new edition. Awesome. So, all right yeah, man. Well, yeah thanks for having me on it was a pleasure this is a not aliens but not we uh, the, oh yeah where do we find you again NotAliens.com. aliens.com not aliens on YouTube not aliens on rockfin you should just subscribe to my YouTube and then uh, uh, if you want to donate the way to do it is grab a membership over at NotAliens.com and that helps support the channel in future actually independent research because this year I'm hoping to do some of that uh, hands-on. I'm hoping by fall I'll be doing some of that uh, core sampling, so that would be great. Appreciate the help.
0: We need all the help we can get.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: like, and, and if there's any girls out there that are single, they can just visit my website. Everything imaginable, twenty twenty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, we're gonna edit that out. No, you know, I don't edit. <laughs> Oh boy, everyone. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for putting up with us again.
0: Yeah. All right, man. I'm going to play the outro. <laughs> Please do. <laughs>
2: Link at the top of this page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com, you can also buy the book, Enlightenment Guaranteed, it's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need, you can find it on Amazon and it will change your life, because remember, everything that it says was first imagined,